Shaila is, let's say that she doesn't bring in Nechsei Malug, she brings in a bank account. So uh, what happens then? So the halacha is that you take the money in the bank account, you buy a piece of karka, call that the, in the old days a piece of land nowadays, it'd be better off if you buy an apartment building, in, uh, you know, in, in, buy an apartment building or an apartment, or a series of apartments, you collect the rent, and then the husband gets the rent and she owns the building. If she brings in not uh, money, but she brings in merchandise, let's call it Paris, or uh, somebody gives her a stock of these things, of uh, voice recorders or whatever it is. The same thing, the husband can't do very much with that. So what you do is you liquidate, you buy a piece of land or an apartment, and then he gets Paris. And the machlokas is, let's say, though, that she brings in um, a piece of karka with Paris mechubarim. So then the question is, how did they make the takana? Did they say that the piece of land belongs to her? The pears belong to her, snip off the pears, sell them and buy another piece of land for him? Or do we say that, no, that those first pears are entirely his, and that's the machlekes between Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim, we pass him like the Chachamim, that they're his. So that's Mishnah Gimel. Nafluak Safim, she goes in with a large bank account. Yilakach behem karka, v'hu um, nowadays it could be that, you know, that if you have them in an account which is just a guaranteed account with a dividend or whatever, then you wouldn't do anything. And, you know, he just gets the interest and she gets the, uh, what's it called, she keeps the principal, maybe. But uh, in those days it didn't work like that. Money was in no banks with a regular interest rate. Or it could be that uh, you make more money on rent. But uh, anyway, that, that, but that's the idea. Pirasat um, if she comes in with Pirasat Lushim, Minakarka, Yulakach Bahem Karka, so you have to buy with them Karka, Vuachel Paris. Vamachubarim Bakarka, what about the Paris Machubarim Bakarka? She brings in a piece of land, and there's Paris Machubarim Bakarka. So I'm Rabbi Meir, Shamanai, so Kamahim Yafim Bakaris, Bakamahim Yafim Boy Paris. First of all, you do an estimate of how much the land is worth with the Paris, and how much it's worth without the Paris. Bahamaisar, right, she keeps the Paris basically, but with the amount of money that the Paris are worth, you bahem karka, you buy a piece of karka, vuhuachel Paris, and he buys, uh, and he eats the Paris in that karka. He just gets the Paris in Mechubarim. But if on that piece of land they already cut the Paris, so then that's clear, Shalah, that it belongs to her. We look up Bam Karka, Vuechel Paris. That's the same thing as Paris Tushim as a case of uh, merchandise. Okay, moving on to Mishnah Dalid. Um, Shimon makes an interesting quip over here. There's a slight Nakuda that he argues on the Chachamim. We pass like the Chachamim. But he says like this He says that with Paris Mechubarim and Paris Tushim, it's an exactly reverse relationship of when she goes in and when she goes out. Whatever you're machmaran when she goes in, you're making when she goes out. Whatever you're making when she goes in, go out. So basically it means like this. Paris mechubarim, right? Paris mechubarim, the chachamim hold, all belong to him, right? So all the pairs go to him. But if he decides to divorce her and there's Paris mechubarim, so she gets the pairs. Masha'in came Paris tlushim, 
she goes in with pears to Lushim, so all the pears belong to her, and then you just sell it by a piece of land and she gets the land. But pears Lushim, when they go out when she goes out, since they were pears, they came from her land, belongs to the husband. The Nakudas and Machlegas between Rab Shimon and the Chachamim is is that the Chachamim say the Paris Mukhubaram when she goes out still belong to the husband, and that's the way that we pass them. So that's Mishnadal. I'm that which her koach is stronger when she goes in. I'm that which she is weaker when she goes in. So she's stronger when she goes out. I.e., Paris and Mechubar Makarka. She comes in with Paris Mechubar Makarka. This is going like the Chachamim. And the husband gets them. Will be Yitziasa, but if he is Megarisher, Shalot, then she gets the pears and Chubarim, she gets it back with the land. Batlushim and Akarka, but if they were picked, Biknisasa, so uh, when she comes in, Shalot, they belong to her, and then you buy a piece of land afterwards. Will be Yitziasa, and then when she goes out, Shalai, because the pears belong to him. All right, finally, you have uh, a couple of interesting cases. Just uh, talking about the face of the franchise and other things like that. And there are certain things that you just can't do because they have sentimental value. Let's say that she gets Nechse Malug. The Nechse Malug over here are, there's the South Africans, are the family slaves. I just saw yesterday that there's a very nice guy from South Africa who wrote a safer on Amir Akum very, very practical halachas for people who are living in South Africa. So you, she gets nechsei maluk of like the family slaves. She gets Leroy and she gets Millie. I don't know what they're called in South Africa or whatever. So in reality, but the thing is they're old. They're 95 years old. So they can't really do work anymore. All they're going to do basically is sit there and eat pudding because they have no teeth. And, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. So they're not worth very much. So what do you do? So one sheet in the Mishnah says, what do you mean? Sell them, <laughs> liquidate, buy a piece of land, and then the husband will get something and get something for it, right? The other sheet, Shulam Leel says, and this is how we hold, that's not nice. <laughs> no, he says that. What do you mean? The entire Horowitz's family, everyone knows that, you know, Leroy and Millie, they were like, they, you know, they were, they, were, they were part of the Mishpacha over there. And people identify the Mishpacha by these people. So you don't sell. It's not the, and even though the husband will lose a little bit of money. Same thing. Um, orchards, vineyards that are going bad. They're old, used up, dried out, you know, whatever. So basically, Chachamim say, sell it for firewood, liquidate, buy a new piece of land, and the husband eats Paris. Uh, again, no, this is the family stock, this land, and so therefore you don't sell it off. That's a Yehuda Shita, and that's, a, that's, that's the halacha. The last thing in this Mishnah is, is that the husband, um, the husband, let's say the husband decides to invest in her karka, right? So he invests in her cargo. Why? Because he's making he's making pairs. Makes a lot of sense, right? So it's not our building over here. It's not our base measures. We don't really own it, yeah. But Baruch Hashem, we've been mashkia very nicely. Why? Because it's our pairs. We be, we benefit from it in all ways, right? So the husband, even though it's not his piece of land, he's going to invest. So he gets more pairs. Whether he loses money on the investment, gains money on the investment, it makes absolutely no difference. He gets the Paris and Zehu. However, the Chachamim instituted that if he invested money and he divorces her before he ever gets a crop of Paris, 
and he's able to swear Benakitas Chayfetz, holding the Sefer Torah and the like, and he gets uh, to say how much money he spent, and he gets it back. It's called Nishba Menaitel on Shwadar Abanan. So that's what we have over here, Mishnahi. Part of her next day, Malug, are the old slaves and maidservants. Paris. So you sell them, buy land, and he gets the Paris. Why? They are the praise of her father's house. This is, you know, whatever. This is, this is, this is Spitz family over here. If she gets uh, olive, or- olive orchards or uh, grape uh, vineyards, which are too old to produce very much, um, same thing. Sell them off, and he gets the Paris. Again, that that's an identity mark of the family. Somebody who spends money on his wife's property, whether he spends a lot and his dividends are very, very small, or kima, or he spent very little, and he makes major dividends, he has no zechus to get back. But but if he spends money and he never ate any pears before he divorces her, he swears how much he spent, and he gets that money back. Everybody has the